Hello, welcome everybody to a new type of podcast. This one is going to be more based on uh, real world stuff and a little bit less so on fantasy and everything like that. Well, we will have some of that. Uh, yeah, there will be some of that. There's going to be uh, some analytics involved and there's going to be some kind of theory in terms of ex- exponential thinking and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's going to be discussing um, more of the real world stuff that's going on right now. And uh, right now, obviously, there is a pandemic happening across the world uh the coronavirus everybody knows about it and you should know about it and this is going to be a podcast that aims to uh kind of expand on a bit of the things that you need to know some of the more uh explanatory sources in terms of what is going to happen what has happened and what you can expect to happen in a month and two months stuff like that um i am joined today by a good friend of mine arturo I did the Building the Baseline podcast with him a couple of weeks ago, and we decided to have this uh, podcast just kind of going over COVID-19. Arturo, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. I mean, I think uh, I, I, I'll i take a little, little responsibility. I mean, I know we're trying to get content, but I, I kind of felt that I, you know, it was a good point to have a podcast. Uh, I think that, you know, one of the things to, to kind of... Uh, explain why it's a little bit uh, personal to me it's you know i, I i'm puerto rico i went through maria and I, I i've seen firsthand uh what the failure of the healthcare system looks like right so you know what happens when you know things kind of break uh and you know just things get bad doctors don't have the equipment or the kind of space to actually treat people and you know, you 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 go through something like that in your own kind of life, and then you want to kind of like make sure that like that kind of thing doesn't happen again because you know it's it's not good. It's it, you know I I think um, I believe the final number is something like seventy thousand people ended up dying on the island uh, from like causes or related causes. Uh, it was it was bad. It, it was it, it was a good thing. And what happened like it, people? It wasn't you know it wasn't that like a roof fell on it because the hurricane hit. It was. Hey, you know, grandma is a cancer patient and they, there's just no treatments for her, right? Or, or, or my uncle is a, you know, I'm not saying that, but like, like somebody's uncle is, is, is undergoing kidney dialysis and he can't get to a kidney. There's no machines, right? Or there's no respirators available. Um, and, and, and actually some of that is playing out in Italy. So it, it's kind of important that people kind of, you know, take attention, control what they can uh and you know do what they can within their own kind of life to make sure that like you know the emergency workers have time right so what we really want is we want you know the doctors and the the nurses to have the time and space to kind of deal with stuff and then the research to have the time to kind of come up with something that'll like eventually uh turn this into something less deadly right so that's 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 kind of why you know kind of why you know we're talking about i think like i'm not alone in this there's a lot of like good uh, smart people who are doing work on this or looking at the stuff uh there's uh you know there's all sorts of little things one thing i'll mention is like so this will be a companion to this podcast is i put together a little resource list it has uh some basic explainers that i found some very good explainers uh some experts on this like epidemiologists there's a great podcast uh that joe rogan did with uh, michael Olsterholm, who really knows stuff He's an expert epidemiologist. There's a short version. If, you're, if you just have 15 minutes for it, there's a long version, which is an hour and a half. There's some notes from a USCF uh, expert panel. There is a uh, description of the Chinese testing program uh, from Donald McNeil, who's another, uh, he's, I believe he's a New York Times reporter on, on, uh, on like uh, 
epidemics and uh, sickness. And then, then there's a deep background podcast from Mark Lipsy. If you just, if you just do something, that's 20 minutes. This guy is uh, the lead epidemiologist for Harvard. He is very smart. Uh, this is from February 28th. And he is legitimately, you look at him and like he is describing the last 17 days to a T. Like like you think the dude has a time machine. He's sitting there and saying like, this is what it is. Like, you know, the one thing we will kind of like hit is like, there are no models for this. So this isn't, this isn't, you know, there are obviously a lot of variables, but they're very well known and well understood models for this kind of thing. And like epidemiologists like really knew their stuff and really kind of were explaining what things were going to happen. And it's just nobody really listened to them. Uh, because you you kind of don't you know you don't want to listen like it's, it's it's the same reason people bet on people love to bet on overs right uh, oh, uh, yeah. one fun thing is you, you you probably know this but like when the the league when the biggest sets over unders at the, before the season if you add in the win, wins for all the team there's always like three or four wins over the actual possible wins right because in essence Vegas is juicing the numbers because they know you like to bet the over right and there's an argument for always betting the unders. Like it's not smart, but generally, you know, you can you're gonna win more than you lose if you always bet the unders on like those over unders, right? Not that much, but like you know, you can be smart about that. But the point being that like people love to bet like the on the positive outcome, right? Because we, you know, we, we you know, we're schmucks. We we want to kind of you know, we, we're sentimental schmucks. We want things to end, you know, positively. You know, you want the hurricane to turn. You want like the pandemic to stop with a miracle cure, and it might happen, right? But if it doesn't right, which is kind of the more likely scenario at this point, you kind of want to have an understanding of what you can actually control and the things you can do to kind of like stop the impact. It's like in the middle of a hurricane, you know, if you, you know, you can hope the river doesn't overflow, but like the thing you can do is, hey, we build a dike over there, right? Or like, hey, clean your gutter so your house doesn't flow, right? That kind of thing is in your control. This is kind of what we're going to talk about. So other things that are there, uh, there's some guidelines we put in there uh, uh, from that. There's a Kaggle open challenge, which is like anybody who's smart to listen to it, you want something to do, there's some research questions that Kaggle has on COVID. If you want to kind of like show you're smart, you can go and actually like do some work on there and like that might actually, hey, you, you, you can use your, your degenerate skills to help you manage. Um, there's a list of tips for distancing for anybody who like who needs to like, you know, maybe talk to your boss or like whatever you do, there's a, there's a, that a, a follower might put that together. And it's actually quite good. It just talks about like some resources and, and help. And there's a really cool thing about visualizing that, which is Ben Morris, uh, uh, who works at 538, uh, who shared that. It's not his, it's for somebody else, but it's a really cool kind of, here's what happens. Here's different math scenarios and you can kind of play around with the variables and press a button and see how it plays differently, right? So who, what does Disney World look like? That kind of thing. Um, and there's some data links and people who want to like track uh, numbers at the bottom, like uh, World Meter uh, has a free public source. Uh, John Hopkins has, a, has one. Uh, Financial Tracker has one. Uh, Octa who's another smart dude, uh, is doing some estimates and he's doing a fork where he's pulling data. If you, if you, you know, again, if you're smart and you want to like take a look at these numbers and like maybe like do something that, that you can, and that's that there's actually some constructive things you can actually do there. Um, but that's that's our resources. You know, I add the link to the uh, we'll add the link to the podcast as well. And, and I think the the point being that, like you know, we want to we want to make sure people have the information that they need, right? And that you know, I think information is helpful for people kind of who are kind of maybe stressed out. And it's also, hey, it's content, right? Um, so I do believe it's something positive, right? Right, James? Yeah, I I think that one of the things that I really want to get across here is it's it's twofold. I I want people to be able to see the data, and I want people to be able to 
develop a better understanding of what are, what we are dealing with because of course knowledge is power the, the more that we know about what is happening the more that we know about what is happening in the world around us and specifically the comparable areas in the world around us because i think i you know i've seen a lot of people making the comparison to china for the united states or making comparison to south korea for the united states and those situations i think one, the, the data we know is fudged because for the first couple of weeks, they weren't actually trying to report. They were trying to cover things um, up. And two, it's not necessarily as uh, as comparable to the situation in the United States. So uh, there, there's a couple of like really thorn. I think and let's we can get into the China data issues a little bit uh, later. I, I think I think we let's let's talk a little bit about the origin. And, and what it is, and then we can kind of talk a little bit about the, the China data situation and why that's kind of important. Uh, uh, some of that, uh, I think that like what, what James is getting to is that like, so there, there's a thought that initially China was not reporting the data accurately, right? Because uh, as he said, you know, they're obviously the first instincts to try to cover this up and like some of the stuff like you don't have testing, I get reported or something else. Um, we know this from Maria, even in the United States where like uh, I mentioned there was like whole, like a governor in Puerto Rico got fired because they were lying about the numbers of fatalities. Because they were only reporting things that like, oh, a, a, a tree fell on on Juan. Well, yeah, but a tree fell on Juan, but 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 but, but Juanita, like, uh, you know, there was no power, so she didn't have any insulin, so she died from uh, lack of insulin, right? Now, is that a direct mm -hmm. death caused by the hurricane? No, but it's an indirect death caused by the hurricane. Um, something like that is actually kind of occurring in, in Italy too, because like they, you know, again, the, the hospitals are full, so like there are people who are dying from lack of care. Right. And, and that's an indirect cost of this kind of thing. So, again, I, I think some of that is, you know, part is on the reporting because they didn't have testing to identify it. So I'm sure they were kind of pushing to if you can't prove it's coronavirus, don't actually call it uh, coronavirus and that. But yeah. that like, you know, eventually, like, you know, people like when we do this kind of research, like you know, people do this research like five years down the line, they'll look at life expectancy figures. And you'll see, I'm, I'm sure you can, you'll see a discrepancy in the life expectancy, which means that like, you know, you know, there's, there's an impact, like life expectancy for the region will go down relative to the impact of that. You can actually look at, but, but this is a, this is a post-mortem exercise five years online, which we're really not going to worry about. But the point being that like the difference between the Chinese numbers and the, there's a difference in the numbers from China versus Korea, South Korea. And Europe, right? Uh, the numbers from South Korea and the numbers from Europe are higher on the mortalities and higher on some of the other numbers. And it isn't really, there's no real CalZHL because of China. No, no, really, it's probably because the early data is kind of not great. The country with probably the best data is South Korea because South Korea has a mass testing program. South Korea is literally like just has an entire industry dedicated to just testing you. They you drive, you get in your car, you go to like a drive through. You get tested and you do that. China's probably doing a really good job of doing testing now, but their early data is kind of, you know. So so there, there's some indication. Yeah. Uh, um, Christopher Long, Octonian, it's, it's in there. He has the mortality rates. And there's some indication that the outside China cases, the mortality is a bit higher. Uh, Iran is the other one where you, you kind of have to look at the numbers with a grain of salt because you don't know what that, like Iran, because we have them under sanctions. The situation was kind of rough. So, and it's also kind of a, the government's kind of weird there. So the data there is kind of, you, know, you don't know. The, the countries where I would say the data is, you know, hey, we can, we can kind of, we trust, we understand what the flaws are in the data. 
are South Korea and Europe. Europe, the problem is going to be that, like, they are very specifically, and this is in the guidelines, the EU guidelines, how they're doing this stuff is, they are testing severe cases, right? So if if you if you have a walking around, like if you have the coronavirus and you're walking around and you don't need to get hospitalized, you're not you're there's a great probability you're not going to be tested. They just tell you, hey, just go to the quarantine, right? You're, you're sick, social distancing, right? Stay home, don't have any contact with anybody, just stay home. And they are testing yeah. the more severe cases. So, which is why when you look at the figures for, like, say, Italy, you'll see like these really high mortality rates on, like, like when when you're hospitalized, it's basically uh, the numbers are like 50 50. Like, like, so people who are like, like people who get, who, who have to go to the hospital, right? Who are seeing the crash and the, like the people who get the severe crash, then it's like really bad, right? But like, but the less of your yeah. cases, you know, there, there's some intimation that it's either like, you know, it's either 20x or 10x. It'll depend, right? Um, you know, there, there are factors at play. There's some argument that maybe the smoking is a problem. Because they're seeing a lot more crashes in young people in Europe, but that's still kind of out there. We don't know, um, and that'll be another thing that we talk about yeah, as we, we go into this as well. Because there are compounding factors that we need yeah, to th there's some things that we don't know. But like, but the point being is that like, so right now there's a reported number, and there's some indication that that number is too low for the general population. What we do know is the for like people who are older and fifty are at risk, and the older you are, the more at risk you are. And the bigger risk is going to be, again, your risk is from the disease directly or from being in a place where the hospital system collapses, right? And what we mean by collapse is there's a limited capacity of, there's an install, there's like a certain number of like hospital credits available, right? And if you have 100 hospital credits and you need 250, then doctors start getting into the situation where they're doing triage, you know, they're, they're saying, okay, well, we can only treat these guys, right? And anybody who doesn't get on that list goes home. So if, if let's say, let's say you're in New York and get shot, you might be shit out of line, right? Because right now the data for them is they were, one of the reasons New York has been moving so fast is the data for the hospitals, the hospitals have these monitoring systems set up and the monitor systems last weekend started saying, Hey, we're going to run out of capacity on Thursday, right? Wednesday, Thursday, like we, yeah. at some point during the next week, we're, the, the wards are going to be overrun, right? So you need to do something now. This is like, it, it's, it's a, I forget, it's a ILM, I believe is the name of the system. It monitors, it monitors like respiratory cases. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, they, there was a whole issue with the testing, so they didn't know what it was, but like the data was saying, hey, you know, we're the data is suggesting they take the data from the cases they're seeing and that projects out the beds that they have, right? And it says, well, this is the likelihood we're going to run a bed space, right? And this is, this is a fairly spread out in different hospitals. And that started going like, you know, ding, 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 ding this weekend. For a lot of the bigger towns, which is why a lot of the bigger towns were like, no, you know, you know everywhere with Florida, right? It's like, you know, it's like, it's like, we, before we started, like, I was joking with James that basically, like, at this point, if somebody sent me a package from Florida, I'd just leave it outside of Berta. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not letting it, like, and, 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 you know, I love people. I have, I have family in Florida, uh, a lot of family in Florida, but I'm like, they're, they're really doing, it's, it's almost like a case of, you know, here's the, the things you do not want to do. Don't open Disney World. Don't like hold a primary. Don't like leave the beaches open for spring break. These are all bad ideas, particularly when you have like a very aging population. But that you know, Florida is gonna do what Florida is gonna do. That's that's always been you know. <laughs> there's a reason why the Florida man stereotype exists, right? Um, it's it's just kind of insane. But but going back, so we said we're gonna go begin. Those are resources. We talked a little bit about some things, but 
the point is, so the way these things start is uh, generally, you know, there are different uh, types of flu and cold viruses, right? So there are flu viruses and cold viruses. So flu viruses exist and, you know, they mutate over time and then you get the cold cold once and it changes a little bit and then you get it again because you have immunity to the specific type and then it changed. And, you know, this is why you have to get your flu shot seasonally and, and whatnot. So generally when these things come up, right, some sort of mutation happens in some existing virus that's out there. So there was a virus that's out there that changed. This is what the belief is. And, and it, it jumped to humans. Like we don't know where, you know, we don't know how it jumped to humans. We don't know what caused it. We just know that it did. And like the first reported cases, again, this is important. Reported case is in China. Right, so Wuhan province is where it, it's. Mm -hmm. We see the first cases, and again, the thing is, you know, this is first reported. Like again, you you might have multiple other unreported cases because nobody knew what the hell we were looking for. Right, uh, China, right. and it's in one of the videos explain it, but China had like a very, um, they had an infrastructure set up for testing and for dealing with this kind of thing for SARS. Right, so so China had, you know, I. We have this idea that we have the best health care system in the world in the U.S., and that is complete and utter bullshit. Um, and, <laughs> the, the, and before anybody gets mad at me, like, look, during the Obama administration, life expectancy in the U.S. went down, right? So life expectancy at the end of the Obama administration was lower than at the beginning of the Obama, Obama administration. And we did major health care reform in the middle, of it, right? So. If 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 your if your life expectancy is going down and your infant mortality is going up, and there are states like I believe it was Texas and I forget the other state that were having like um, like uh, maternal mortality crises, right? That is an indication that your healthcare system is a little bit kind of it, it, the point where it's it's fucked, right? You know that there there are a lot of issues where people don't want to get treated. People kind of like there's a lot of debt. It's very it's twice as expensive as anywhere else. There are issues, right? So China doesn't have that problem right. because China, you know, generally they have healthcare and they didn't have complete universal, but they, in a sense, instituted this and like, fuck it, we're doing universal healthcare, right? Um, but they, but they had an infrastructure, right? So they, they had centralized infrastructure. They had uh, clinics that they, they have these clinics, fever clinics that are set up outside. They had testing equipment for SARS, which is like these portable CT scanners and all this. They, they had infrastructure that was in place to deal with some of the stuff. So they, once the cases started it up um, there was a whole there's a there's a whole case on a whistleblower doctor uh dude eventually died he but whatever i'm not going to get into that particular deal but the point is like once they figured out what would happen they were able to kind of they had infrastructure in place to do testing and kind of set up the stuff right. now the thing is by the time they actually did that um you know there were cases that like you know obviously there are people that you know they're runners or people who like who didn't know they were sick right uh, who who basically took the sickness to other countries. Um, if people are, are curious, you can actually like go on YouTube, right? And look up Woz CNN uh, coronavirus, uh, which is yep. Steve Wozniak describing how he and his wife were on a cruise in Vietnam and China and they got sick. Uh, and they flew them back from Hong Kong uh, January 4th. And the symptoms, again, nobody really knew, like this is a time where nobody really knew what the fuck was going on. So he, you know, he's interviewing saying like, look, I think I had it. These are my symptoms. And I called, he called the CDC. He said like, I think I had this. I called the CDC and said, hey, please test me. Right. And they didn't. Right. So, you know, if you, if you think about it, like, you know, he wasn't the only American on the, on, 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 like on a trip to, to China. All the time, right. So 
there were Americans on trips to China at the time or different places, and they came back with something, right? And that got into the infrastructure. Like, like if the, if you actually look at Duaz's Twitter feed, again, I don't know if he had it, although he's he said he thought he had it, and then he thought he had it, he thought he had it again in March. So he said it twice. So I don't know if he hasn't yeah. gotten tested, but again, you know, this is kind of a hypothetical case that could describe how it would look because he got back into the US, right? I'm sure he met with friends from Seattle. He was in uh, California, then he flew to Atlanta, right? And then he yeah. went to North Carolina, and then he flew back, right? So he went to the different hubs, like so cruises, cruise ships, airport hubs. And like places that have like big cruise ship hubs or like airport hubs, like started bringing stuff in. Same case with uh, Italy was people from China coming in. China came back, they had it, right? And then they got on cruises because we're kind of in the, you know, they got on cruises and they went different places and that's how it got. Like Puerto Rico, the cases were like, um, the cases in Puerto Rico are uh, people flying out from New York. There's a Panamanian doctor that flew out from New York, uh, came to Salsa Festival and just basically like just partied all day and then got on the plane, went to Panama and they got him at the border and, and he had it. And then there's, uh, there was a cruise ship with, uh, from Italy that, Panam that, that uh, Jamaica said no way. And the Department of Health in Puerto Rico let into the port. Right? All the passengers yep. got out. Uh, that actually, that, that, that he was fired the next day, by the way, right? So they legit. What? He, Puerto Rico, like after Maria, Puerto Rico doesn't fuck around. Like if you do something bad, you like it's not quite China that throws the people off the roof. And like, oh, he committed suicide by jumping off a roof, and he was very beat up when he landed. That kind of thing. But 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 they will like they will get fired like they will get fired almost immediately. So he, mm -hmm. he let he basically cleared the ship to get on off the port and all the passengers went into old San Juan. Uh, and if you've ever been to like the cruise when the cruise they come out, they they shop, they do that, and once that happened, we're like, Well fuck. Uh, you know, we're gonna have cases. Now, mm -hmm. you know, there are there is a possibility that we you know, we are obviously a we're a port, a lot of cruise ships, we're uh, an airport hub, uh, and our healthcare system is kind of still kind of limping. <laughs> Because of Maria, so there's a good chance that there were cases. You know, I mentioned this on Twitter. Like my father, father-in-law got sick, and we don't know what he had. Respiratory distress. He was in the ICU. This was in February. Like, so we don't know what he had, right? But like, you know, there's, right. you know, there's, we don't know. Like, there's, there, there, there were cases. And there are cases. There are Florida So these things are out there, right? So, but the baseline so should be like, you know, you should always, you should act like you had it. But the point being, like, so once. You know, the cases start in China. China went into full lockdown. And they just went, like, 100% testing. You can't move unless you're critical. And they, they managed to stop this particular way, right? China, though, has the... I mean, they, they're obviously... They have the ability to do that, right? Right, they have the means. We absolutely do right. not. They have the means and they have the healthcare infrastructure to say, hey, stop, right? Stop yeah. or like, yeah, and, and legitimately there's, there's a great video, Donald McNeil, you can listen to it, who describes the program. Literally, they, they take the temperature of everybody leaving every building, getting on any bus, getting on any subway, and coming into any building. And if your temperature is more than 101 degrees, you're going into a fever clinic quarantine to get tested, right? So they're going to check you out for <laughs> normal flu. They're going to check you out for bacteria. And what they do is kind of they do a screening. So they, they see, can, can we identify him as having something else? And if you can't get identified as having something else, and they you know get into a further quarantine where they test you for the coronavirus, uh, you get tested for COVID. If you you know they, they put you up, and if you have it, you get sent into isolation. Right? Um, 
And that whole process, that whole process only takes four hours. No, it takes four hours for the test. It takes, uh, like, so what happens is, like, the, the screening will take, like, a few hours. Like, so it'll take, like, three, four hours to probably, like, do the, like, they'll take you a couple hours to do the screening, and then they'll take four hours to test. So, like, after you go, you won't get tested unless you pass the other screen. So they, they have a portable right. CT machine that they'll, they, they will, they will check to see if they can identify something else, right? And if they can, they won't. They won't. They don't want to swap the lab, so they won't send your test in unless you are specifically like unless we specifically know that you are a candidate. We screen you out first before you get there. And then, the, but but the trick is they like these patients don't go to hospital. They go to as I said a fever. There's a standalone clinic that is specifically for this, right? We don't want to miss mm -hmm. this. Like you know, Chinese learn like putting these patients in with like other patients is not a good idea. We don't want to overwhelm the hospitals, right? And the other thing that the Chinese learn, and actually there's a whole thing with, um, so once they get, uh, so if you actually like have that, you get isolated with other patients and they have these like dance classes, right? They have them do yoga mm -hmm. and dance because what they figured out was like, so this thing actually attacks your lung capacity. So the, these dances that you're doing, if you can't do them or you're struggling, it's a good way to identify somebody who's going into, who's crashing, right? So if you're if you if your lung right. capacity starts to decrease, they know hey he's having problems, and they can they can they can basically use that as way. Well. Plus, it actually keeps you active. They're having them do things. So there's there's a whole kind of involved process and a whole logistics for that. Plus, the Chinese have also got like, like if you it's it's really, there's a lot of um, the Chinese doctors have tried a lot of different things on it, and they're using some medicines to arrest some of the symptoms that have to do with like you know stuff that uh, tuberculosis medicine. There's a Cuban uh, medicine for uh, AIDS. Uh, there's uh, there's a there's a couple there's a there's a couple of things that are being tried. But again, these are all um, these are all to kind of slow it, right? These are not you know these are things that they're trying that like they think have some success, but they don't have um, obviously nobody has like the time to have gone out and done a full study on it. So we think it works. We're not sure, right? Nobody has a cure. Like at most, they have treatments to kind of you know keep some of these cases from crashing really right so i think people need to be clear it's like you know you know it's like if you have a cold and you take uh you take a an aleve that's not going to fix it right it'll make you feel right. better right it'll it'll keep you from like you know feeling so bad it'll, it'll help you rest better but it won't you know it's 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 just something to help um so after that like you know it went to different countries um it, it, south korea again south korea what they did was broad testing uh, uh, North Korea basically kills everybody who has the coronavirus, which is bad. Um, but South Korea has like these broad testing programs, and then it went to Europe. And Europe is more. Um, Italy started to kind of. So Italy has healthcare everywhere, and they kind of mm -hmm. didn't understand what they had. They started to kind of try to isolate it, and they kind of did a half-assed, a little bit like us, right? But a little less half-assed than when we've done about it. And they eventually kind of. So the stories that you hear from the doctors in Italy is that, you know, they saw, but well, we were talking about this. It's, it's, it's the concept. So the way these things work, right. And it's important for context. Let's talk a little bit about math before I get to Italy, right. Um, this is not linear, right. And no, it's exponential. exponential and that has implications, right. So we're math people, we're gambling people. We make our money because people are really bad at, exponential right they're really bad at exponential so they the people like see things that are linear but they're they're really bad at seeing things that are uh exponential so what we you know what happens then is that 
because it's exponential, then people can't can't see it. So the way it works is like, so if there's this, there's 10 patients, right? So the way this kind of works is like, so if you're sick, right, there is a, you, you know, every time you interact with someone, and by interaction, we'll define it the way that who is defining, which is you come in within six feet of someone, then that interaction can actually make that person sick, right? And there's a specific percentage of, uh, you know, there's a risk for that, right? So, uh, you know, roughly you can kind of say, I've done some work on, like I did some estimations on this. Like there's the, the typical rate for growth when it's like, there's no, there's nothing blocking it. It's about 15% growth per day, right? And that kind of translates to about, you know, somewhere let's, let's for, for the purpose of like simplicity, one out of every 50 interactions, something like that is, is contagious, right? So if you, if you go out and you meet 50 people during the day, you get within their personal space, within six feet, there's a good chance you're going to make one of them sick, right? Um, so on a typical day, if you're home, you don't see that many, right? Yeah. If you're, if you're home, if you're social dis distancing, then you're going to see at most what your family. Yeah. But what happens if you go to Disney world? Well, then you kill well, us. No, all. but I mean, like if you go to a cruise ship, you know, if you're <laughs> in a cruise ship, for example, like the, if you do any mathematical modeling on a cruise ship, for example, the cruise ships, basically you're interacting with like hundreds of people a day. Um, the air gets recirculated. There's like very little mm -hmm. space. Everybody's in their space. And so in essence, like if you get on a cruise ship and you get, you know, that cruise, that cruise is more like five or six days and one person has it, by the end of it, probably everybody's going to have it, right? Or some version of it, right. whatever it is. Because it's just, it's a microcosm. There's, there's, there's a lot of interaction in that. And so the whole trick on this is the more interactions, like the thing we, we know, there's an infection. Rate. We know that interactions cause more infections right so the whole thing the whole point is that um you want to prevent those interactions like people going to conf like where, where have we seen people get sick well people got sick in the u.s at, at uh cpac which is a conservative conference right because it's, it's a conference people all these people are going to a conference and getting sick we saw them getting sick on the diamond princess right again the cruise ship there's a lot of interactions we saw them getting sick at mar-a-lago right all these people went to Mar-a-Lago and having dinner and like hugging and, you know, they're like, let's own the lives and like, let's not wash our hands and let's, you know, let's everybody handshake and kiss and whatnot. And that's a terrible idea. Right. So this is why I keep talking about social distancing, right? You're talking about like, you know, you keep your distance because the more you can control it, the more you can slow the spread. Right. The more, if you go to, if you go to a concert, if you go to a public event, you're going to interact with a hundred, hundreds of people. If you're sick, and you interact with 200 people, then you make four people sick. You hear me? Mm -hmm. And if you interact with 100, you make two people sick, right? And so, okay, so if you interact with, let's say you go to a five-day conference, and the first day you're the only person sick to interact with 100 people, then by the end of that day, there's three people sick, right? And those three people go and interact with 100 people. By the end of that day, then we're talking about, you know, two for each, we're talking about nine people who are sick, right? And yep. then by the end of the next day, those nine people, each one made two six, so that's 18 plus nine, that's 27, right? And by the end of the next day, those right. 27 people made another 54 six, so we're talking about 81 people. So one person turned into 81, what is it, right? And then four or five days, so a five-day conference. Like, so that's why social distancing is kind of what matters, right? Um, and, you know, again, obviously, the examples where people are going to on cruise ships or going on 
uh, to voting primaries or are going to business meetings or are going to uh, concerts, um, those are the things that are most contagious. But even like small interactions that you can limit are also causing problems, right? So mm -hmm. really what you want, right, is to make it so that people aren't going out and aren't interacting with people as unless it's absolutely necessary. Because again, the way the exponents work is, and again, I was getting to this because I was talking about the Italian hospitals, which is, so the Italian doctors started to see that, you know, they're, you know, they have a limited amount of medical credits and they started seeing that like they were not able to meet the capacity. Oh, all of a sudden, like half my patients are respiratory illness. Oh, wait, now 75% of my patients are respiratory illness. Oh, 90%, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is you if, if you take action, right? So it's like a wave. If, if, if I take action when I see the wave, right? I'm, I'm going to drown. Like the wave is going to overrun me. You're not getting away from the wave. Yeah, the it's too fast for me. It's going to go over me, right? And so that's kind of what happens. Like the, 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 the healthcare system kind of crashes because like there is not enough uh, manpower to deal with. So I think one of the things like, so we, again, we have the numbers from Italy and it actually is starting to slow down now, but it, it took five days after they slowed it down like completely by like limiting all interactions before it actually started to slow down. And the point is that like, you know, we're seeing direct numbers from what we're seeing is we're seeing direct deaths from the illness, right? But we're not seeing, and it's been reported by multiple, you know, you can actually go and find these if, you know, if it might freak you out, but you can go and find these. We're like, they're talking about like, hey, we, we have to turn people away, right? You know, if they weren't specifically on this, we have to turn them away. So patients that needed care did not get care. So there are going to be other impacts related to this. So if you were, the, the analogy I use is essentially the healthcare system acts as a de facto life support for the life expectancy of the country, right? If we did not have healthcare, right? If you didn't have hospital or medical care or doctors, you know, back in the day, people used to live 40 years or you know, the average age was 40, right? No, less than people didn't live that long. And if you take these, uh, if you shut off the life support, right? If you shut it off, right? Then it makes the situation much more precarious for people who need it, right? Cancer patients, uh, di di diabetic people, uh, people who need dialysis, people who, you know, there's a, there's a whole slew of like people who have heart problems. Like, you know, there's a, there's a whole slew of people who need that life support in place who are at risk if you don't prevent the healthcare problems, right? Because if you don't, if you don't act to prevent the healthcare system from being overrun, you're putting people in your life at risk, right? So I tell people like, hey, the way to think about it, the way to sell people is like, you're not gonna die, but you know, your, your nana and your pop pop might. There's a good chance you're burying like one of your grandparents if you're not careful, right? And, you know, and it depends on your group. My age, my, like, you know, I have to be careful about my parents, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, uh, aunts and uncles, you know, like, let's make sure we, you know, keep them safe. And those are the people you're kind of thinking about, right? I mean, yeah, sure. Younger people will die, right? Uh, they can get sick, they can die. But like, it is the people who are delicate of health, who, who need the system, who have other issues that are at risk. And for a lot of people, these are your loved ones, right? If you're a college kid, you're 20, if you're 20, you know, if you're 21 and you're a college kid, it, you know, it's probably not your, your parents, but your grandparents, right? It's people who are like in your life who, who are not the kind of people who are going to take precautions either, right? Uh, because, it, you know, we've all had that conversation with your parents who are like, you know, hey, just be careful. Oh, it's nothing. It's like, no, no, be careful, you know? 
just like right yeah and and i had to have that conversation with my grandma um you know a, a week ago i was trying to talk to her and my mom and both of them they they don't want to hear the things that i have to say because i've been very forward about um being okay with overreacting about this and being okay with being over the top a little bit so that people can understand and people can grasp the brevity of the situation and I, my my grandma specifically if and she actually thinks she's already had it but of course she couldn't get tested uh if she goes out you know i i had to say it to somebody else on another social network um the the way that you're thinking about this is not oh well somebody that you know might die that's that's not necessarily the way to think about it you you have to put in somebody's mind a specific person and and i said to them if you contract this you know you probably won't be that affected but if you give it to one of your parents or your grandparents that you know you might have an effect on them like that's a very serious situation where the death rate and the mortality rate is something that would be very real and you wouldn't want to be responsible for something like that and getting your grandmother sick and causing some some very serious I think one of the things that actually started to happen and we were talking about the u.s but like sorry uh, about italy but like i think one of the things that actually started to happen uh, and it wasn't the case four or five days ago is like oh we don't know anybody who has it but at this point today you know i there i have multiple followers right who either have it or have tested positive like they're the first there's a couple friends of mine i've met them uh, a couple times lovely couple their their son is sick right he got tested he tested positive they think the wife is sick too, but they haven't been able to get her tested, right? Um, I there's a couple more of people I know who, who basically are also same deal. Like one of them just like lost his healthcare too, so it's like he's sick, but he can't actually like go and get tested, right? There's all, this is without getting into like the famous people or people I follow who I know are sick, or people who are describing the situation. So we at this point, and and again, this is exponential growth. So. Every day there will be exponentially more, right? So if there's 10 people you know who got sick today, there's a very good chance it's going to be 11 tomorrow, right? And not 11, mm -hmm. it's not 10 plus one. No, no, no. It's 10 today, 11 tomorrow, right? And then 12 the mm -hmm. day after, right? And again, uh, and we were talking about this before we got in. Like, so there's two things at play here. One is the exponential factor, which is it's all it's 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 growing and it's exponential. And the risk, again, the risk is. We talked a little bit about this. Like one of the reasons, like in the U.S., that the signal was like sounded in certain places was like the hospitals have a system that monitors capacity. They started seeing a lot of respiratory distress cases, and as those cases came up, their models said, "Hey, we're going to run out of bed capacity." When the hospitals see that, they go, "Fuck!" You know, they raise the alarm, and that's what they did. Like New York. Seattle, Los Angeles, all these places, San Francisco, all these places say like, hey, you need to do something because if you don't do something to contain these like, and then when they say, when they say respiratory illness, it could be like flu, cold, whatever it is. Like they don't have enough respirators. They don't have enough equipment. But like, so they can say, hey, if we don't do something now, right, we're already at the point like where we're going to have a problem in a week. But if you don't do something like the next few days, it's going to be a real bad problem. Like, and again, some of the, the thing is, for these cities, like they have some of the infrastructure in place to actually take care of it, and the situation will be bad, but they have systems in place and starting to care. Like my worry is, I mentioned Florida, places like Florida where I don't believe that there's any sort of kind of direction or inclination to actually do stuff. They're going to be dragged against the will. 
and they have a lot of high risk populations and they're not necessarily, you know, it's the whole, you know, there's this mentality that like, oh, we're not going to trust the experts, right? Um, so, you know, the rent of the state, the, the, the more in trouble you might be because the government is just like not possibly going to listen. So again, the only thing you can do is, you know, you can self-isolate, you can make sure that like, um, I mentioned that, I mentioned the uh, the one article, the one podcast from uh, Mark Lipschitz, he basically goes through and describes what you should do, how you should have the medicine that you need, right? Uh, I know uh, companies are making dispensations for that. So you can actually go out, like fill out your script. You can make sure that like, if something needs refrigeration, you should have either access to somebody who has like a generator for fridge or whatnot. You, you should you should make sure that you have the things that you need readily available, right? These are these, these are important things. Mm-hmm. We learned this kind of in Maria. You have you have to have the things like, and yes, that does include toilet paper. I was explaining to someone like, it's like you, you laugh the toilet paper thing, but like there are people in Puerto Rico who spent six months without water. Right. And you couldn't get right. resupplied. So right. if you did not have toilet paper, right, you you had issues. Right. Right. Because you, there's like so you laugh. But these are the things that like, you know, you, you want to make sure that you get like I, I told people, like, well, if you can try to go later to the grocery stores, don't go during the day. I mean, it's you know, if you're if you need to travel, I tell people do it early, do it now, because at some point you're not going to be able to travel. Um, so you need to kind of do that again. There's some challenges. I think in the U.S., you're always it's always almost you're probably always gonna be able to travel by car probably. It'll be really hard to enforce that, but 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 you should kind of take care of these things and and make it so you can actually like kind of function right. Um, have things to do, have books, have kind of things to do in your house when you can, so like you can kind of keep yourself entertained. And and, and again, I, I it's bad, but I mean like the way I'll put it to people is like I. I I, Maria, I didn't have power. I didn't have water. I didn't have Wi-Fi, right? Like the only thing we could do is like we had batteries and we we could, we could listen to them an hour a day, listen to AM radio, and like people were calling in and like looking for people at like the emergency rooms and the hot and the and the cemeteries, right? So it, it's 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 not as bad as you think, guys. Right? It, it's bad, but trust me, it can get way worse, right? Yeah, it could be way. It, it, it could be, and I, and I think that's just, just keep that. And I think there are things. Yes, I do. There are things you can do to kind of, you know. And I think, um, you know, you could call your congressman, right? Uh, make sure you kind of like, hey, just hey, can you let's 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 be reasonable because again, some we're talking about two things. We're talking about the exponential growth, and the other thing that happens is the, the delay, right? So the other thing we were talking a little about this. So we were talking about this. It's like trying to control the rover in Mars, right? And the Mars rover. It takes three minutes for a signal to get to the Mars rover and the video image to get from the rover back to you. So if the rover needs to go around the rock and you're trying to control it from Earth, you'd get it, you know, you'd see you'd see it three minutes after he saw it and you'd have to send the signal, which is six minutes after he saw the rock, right? So you have to kind of leave right. it to control. There's a delay happening. And really for this, it's the virus. It takes uh, two to 10 days to show. This is what they're kind of the who guidelines what they're saying, and it takes from there once it shows, you're as what's called you're asymptomatic but you're contagious, and then from there you're talking about another ten days typically to run the course. Now it could be a little longer, a little shorter, but so what that means really is like the cases five five to ten days from now, these cases the cases are going to show in five days are already exist, right? So they're already baked in. So whatever you do today. Is only really going to affect stuff really two weeks down the line, right? Like you know, yeah. five days down the line, it's pretty much locked in. Seven days, almost locked in. Ten days, seventy-five eh, percent locked in. Two weeks down, 50. so regarding re- regarding that stuff, 
I'm looking at the at the live data right now. Um, hundred hundred ninety nine thousand total confirmed cases thus far in mm-hmm. the world. America currently five thousand nine hundred twenty four. That's with I think let's talk a little about the math on that. That is confirmed cases. What that means, or reported cases, that is sure. cases yeah. where you've identified the case and you've had a test kit available and you've been willing and like so like this is not for nba players it's like no for a real person who's not a famous person who's not an nba player they've gotten a test for that person remember i mentioned like you know hey Roz, who's like who's super rich couldn't get tested right and there's multiple cases of people who can get tested so this is the really these are the more severe cases really so really this is a a small subset of the actual cases that are out so I believe it. You said what is it? Six thousand. I right. forget the name. Is it five thousand cases as of today, more or less? Five thousand nine hundred twenty-four confirmed cases. Did we? Oh, in so America. no. That means that that means the uh, the data for the day hasn't dropped yet. So, uh, as a rough estimate, uh, we've been kind of playing with it and kind of coming up with a rough estimate. Uh, I had it at around uh, the the estimate I had was about eighty-two thousand cases in the U.S. Right. And and there's different estimates, but it's around that number. Uh, close, to, it's we're getting close to six figures, probably like slightly lower. Um, and one of the reasons you'll see the, the the reported cases are jumping because really there's a lot more cases out there, and a lot of cases that weren't being captured because of the testing, right? So remember what I said about right. like how the graphs for the hospitals show respiratory distress cases. So a lot of those cases obviously are not identified as coronavirus cases, but like the hospital is the fucking care because they're identifying as, hey, here's a case of somebody who's presenting, they have some sort of distress and I need to give them critical care, right? So it could be, it could be the right. coronavirus, it could be something else. But like the point is that like it's significantly, like the, the cases are more than are being reported by a significant factor. Now whether it's a factor of 10 or a factor of 20, I'm, I'm on like around 15. But it, it could be as high as like you know right. factor of twenty two, so it might be like one hundred twenty five. You know, we don't exactly know, right? Uh, this is kind of speculation based on you know where we kind of think the initial cases were, which is like around that early January timeframe, right? And where the growth rate has been, where we've had testing, which is from the great on the other side. So you can say, hey, well, based on that, it's this. But we were talking about one of our uh, one of our mutual acquaintances, uh, Wilson, who uh, is a follow is a big DFS player yeah. and he's been criticized a bit because like, and he, oh, he's changed his mind a lot on it, but Wilson's a good guy. Wilson's a very smart man uh, in terms of like, of seeing the numbers and understanding. He is a very successful gambler, right? A very successful gambler because he, you know, he can kind of look at the stuff and kind of figure out what the thing is. And, and I think what he's understanding kind of intuitively is there are very small changes, right? Pebble in the ocean, right? A small, a 1% change today could be 50%, you know, two weeks from now, right? These are the way the numbers are. Like, and, and there's that, that the, the one reason I put it, which is called visualizing the outbreak, which lets you kind of adjust the numbers and test that, can actually show you that. Like a little bit of a change. Like, so if you reduce the interactions, right? Or if you, if you somehow reduce, like if you somehow reduce the, the, the interactions, if you somehow kind of can arrest the, uh, the, the, the fatality rate or like you can change something. It'll move stuff around and it'll make it easier. Like one of the things they talk about, which is there's a great Washington Post article on this. And I'm not a fan of the Post, but I shared it, which is flatten the curve, right? So we talked about the capacity. Like, so the way it's going right now, it's going exponentially up, 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 up. And eventually it'll hit max population, right? 
So uh, it, it starts, right? And, you know, three, four weeks down the line, it'll hit peak population, which health, health people, um, a lot, everybody's kind of agreed is going to be somewhere at like around 70 million people. 70 to 150 million people have changed. Right? Um, now, whether it hits it in wage one, how long it takes, that's where the question is. Right? And the way it's kind of moving, it's, it's right. going exponentially up. And the problem is like, if it goes exponentially up and it hits that, then that's a really bad situation because that means that the hospitals will be completely done. Right? So when people... Yeah, the infrastructure will entirely... Yes, basically, if, if, if you get shot, if that. you fall and break a leg, if you... Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you if you if you if you cut yourself while cooking because you've never cooked before and you need stitches, you're gonna have a problem, right? So, you, so again, the the issue is that like if you leave that, which is kind of what the UK was talking about, everyone said like you're insane, people are gonna die. That means you're in, like you, you know, and, and actually that's in that model. Like you hit a point where like the, the hospitals don't have capacity, and people start dying of other things because they can't get critical care, right? Uh, or you don't have beds, or you don't have capacity, which is what we're, people are talking about. Hey, we have to set up field hospitals. Or, hey, we have to set up like additional bed capacity. Yep. Maybe we have to figure out use auditoriums or something, or like put you know, tents in like football fields for like barracks. So we can. These are things that like you have to consider when you have all these like beds coming in, right? These are things we've seen in different places, like Katrina, Puerto Rico. You know, we live that stuff. You you kind of need to have a place to put people. Um, so what you try to do with flattening the curve is you're trying to make it so that you never go above hospital capacity, right? Which is, again, I mentioned this, like when the hospitals in New York and Seattle, and LA, and uh, San Francisco saw this was coming, they said, fuck, do something because they're trying to keep that low because they understand that like, if it hits that, then it's a real problem, right? But again, not every place has that infrastructure in place, right? And, and even in those cases, the sound of the alarm, they're still going to, there's still going to be some cat, like they're still going to go over and they're still going to be kind of stretched, right? We don't know exactly how bad that is. There's no border controls people coming from outside the city. So it, there's a whole, but the point is like, that's why people are talking about flatten the curve. And the thing you can do to help flatten the curve is limit your social interactions, right? Wash your hands. Like don't get into people's personal space. Like, you know, if, if you think somebody's sick, like, you know, you, you know, you can, Interact, but like you know, make sure that you don't you don't have it because the more interactions you have, the more likely it is that you're going to get sick. Like you can, I mentioned the Chinese with the temperature thing. You should have a temp thermometer in your house. You should test yourself, right? And if you believe you're sick, you're there. But like you, you mentioned that as well earlier. Like you should almost certainly almost act like you're sick, right? And just do what you can to kind of you know, if you can afford to stay home or if you can work from home, do that. So that way you kind of help people to like keep things from from collapsing, right? Um, and, and again, I mean, I think the other point is people should keep in mind that this is not going to be um, the, 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 the most likely scenario is this is going to be multiple waves, right? So there'll be a first wave, uh, then, you know, there'll be, you know, some sort of mini period probably, and there'll be a second wave and the same thing, there'll be a third wave. And obviously people are hard at work, very smart people on treatments and uh, possible cures now but 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 again this is like not something that necessarily is going to happen from i hope it does but it's not something necessarily going to happen from from one day to the next so people have to kind of start incorporating and figuring out how we're going to incorporate this into our lives and figure out a way to kind of deal with this right i keep arguing saying hey you know we, i think sports will happen eventually right obviously they're going to need to take precaution obviously things are going to be have to put in place but I think it is 
doable. You're, you're just going to have to figure out a new normal. Um, sadly, one of the bigger problems we have in the U.S. is like our infrastructure is not set up for it. Right? We, we don't have payment agreement. We don't have care. Uh, it's affordable care. We don't have access to that. Uh, and so that puts us in a very rough situation in terms of the economy. I, I very much think that places like uh, Italy and uh, you know Italy and France and even the UK, even though they have some austerity things, they'll they'll be all better off than we are because they have care, they have leave, they have social programs. So it'll be much easier for them to actually kind of yeah. get off the floor, right? Um, and one thing, like on top of that, that I just wanted to add that is the. The most troubling thing that I think that I see with the hospital infrastructure in America is that there is the idea of indirect death where people are not going to have the, the bed space. People aren't going to have the respirators in the hospitals. There's that. But there's also the fact that anybody who actually does have to go to the hospital is going to incur a pretty. Yeah, people people are not going to people are not going to want to go into the hospital because Chuck Schumer promised them tax credits. Oh, you'll get no. a tax credit. Like, fuck no, man. No, like people no. like, and I always tell people this, and I and 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 I have shifted way. Like, I, I did a whole I did a whole test today on like political alignment, and I basically like came out almost as a tanky. Uh, and I tell people like a lot of that like because of stuff I had to live uh, after Maria and the stuff you kind of go through, and, and 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 you know you read stories and you hear stories about like, are, are you familiar with fish antibiotics? So people mm, will, be, rather than going out to the doctor to get checked out and spend that, they'll buy fish antibiotics in bulk, uh, which are similar to the, I'm not suggesting this, but people do this to like, instead of actually going out and getting medicine, because it's way cheaper. It's also way less quality control. It's also like the stories of like, it is cheaper to like go buy uh, insulin in like literally buy a plane ticket from anywhere in the United States and fly to Mexico or fly to Toronto to buy your insulin. Right, and they come back is cheaper than actually buying it in the US. Yep. So there is a real problem with accessibility, and that's actually going to kind of lead to real problems because, as you said, like people just won't get treated because they can't afford it. The other issue is like people are going to go to. And when people do get treated, when people do get treated, if we think that this is going to be a multi wave thing, and people like, even if we flatten the curve and we're charging people $4,000 for a hospital visit, we're gonna cripple. Yeah, large I mean, parts of this I, 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 I was explaining this to someone. It's like one of the reasons I think UBI might happen is because I, I, I was explaining this to my dad. Actually, I was like, "Hey, so what happens? It's a, it's a horrible uh, second quarter. Uh, people lose two months worth of paychecks, um, and they have uh, an unexpected medical expense. What's Christmas gonna be like for retail?" Like people, yeah. it's like, so I'm thinking the, one of the reasons, the only reason, like the, one of the reasons they're thinking about UBI, the the bugums are, is because that's, you know, it's actually, this is basic from Henry Ford. It's like, hey, you need to make sure the workers get money because if the workers don't have money to spend, then like retail, like crashes. You're not going to be able to sell cars. You're not going to sell TVs. Yeah. You're not going to sell shit because people are just not going to have any money. Right. And never mind the fact, like one of the other conversations around, like, and we've, we're going a little bit off topic, but I mean, it's, it's an important topic that, like, one of the things that you are going to need to address here, right, is we, we need to have a safety net that can kind of deal with this thing. And this isn't, you know, this isn't a problem that you can solve by the Fed magically waving their hands and, like, summoning $1.5 trillion in no interest loans, right, that they're going to give to the monopoly. That's 
that's not going to solve the problem for like the the, the single the, the 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 family that like one the mom's a waiter waitress and the dad uh works uh at some at works in retail and they're both like out of a job it's like so what the hell are they going to do right so like the money you gave to monopoly man mm-hmm. isn't going to actually do anything right because not only are you giving that money to the monopoly man but you're not actually like taxing him so they're getting a like a huge like interest-free loan and they're not paying any taxes on the benefits they earn so what the hell are we actually doing here right so th- there needs to be some sort of reckoning with the fact that like we need to charge these companies right these companies need to pay the cost of doing business they companies used to pay the cost if you want to do business with us then you have to pay some sort of money a certain sort of cost through taxes right or through payroll right or through benefits that contributes to the general well-being of society that doesn't exist anymore and the because that doesn't exist, an event like this basically can knock the entire economy forward, right? So it's something that we have to reckon with, right? It's, it's really kind of... We will have to figure it out as a country. And, and I keep explaining we, we this to people, and, and people don't, don't seem to understand, like, after Maria, right? We like the, the country. We literally stopped the like the the. We caught the governor doing some bullshit stuff on a on a, on a chat. And he was talking about smack about like people who died. And he, it, was, it was bad, right? But it was the kind of thing that typically blows over. Like if it happened in Alabama, it'd be like blows over a day. The we went out on the street. Fifty. We shut down the Capitol. We shut down the streets. We nobody went to work. It was a general strike. We legit. We legit dragged his ass from office, right? Mass strikes, mass. This is not the kind of thing that used to happen. It never happened in my entire life until then. People were like, fuck no, this isn't happening. And like, there was some nonsense that happened like here. And this is why, remember, I said like the department, the health guy got fired because like the the governor, the new governor who got put in place, she got caught doing some And like, legit, people were like, she was, she immediately knew that she needed to do something or like the exact same thing was going to happen. People will be like, the, 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 the more you push, right? we're at the point where like you're pushing people like for survival. And at that point, you know, you, you have to kind of respond. You, you can't, you can't be the way. That, and I was actually, I said this today and, and I think it's, it's kind of important. I think it's, so we've had the age, like the average age has actually risen over the last 40, 50 years. Right? And we have a very old, it's a bad idea to have most of our leaders or such a percentage of our leaders be like old, old white, old rich white men, right? Because they're not representative yeah, of society. They're not, they're not representative of their constituents, right? So there's not, they don't understand that. So you can't, you can't sell like, dude, you're not selling somebody on, on a tax credit, right? What, do you, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, and some people like, you know, and I gave Yang shit for this because some of the stuff wasn't great, but like he had it right. Like, you know, give people a check, right? Like put in a safety net, put in like healthcare. You have to do these things because I think one of the things we're going to have to kind of face, right? And people hate hate facing this, but the U.S. is not the greatest country in the world. We're not. Our healthcare is demonstrably not the greatest mm-hmm. country. Not the greatest. We pay we pay double. We you we okay. The U.S. we pay double on healthcare for demonstrably worse outcomes, right across the board, right? Life expectancy yep. is lower. The infant mortality is higher. Like maternal death rates are higher, right? People go into crippling medical debt. Like, 
like people don't want to get like it's it's bad like we're paying like shit like imagine that like it's like it's like it's like i'm paying at the worst dfs side in the world and like the payouts are shit right like, what the fuck am i doing i'm going to somebody yeah. else so, like it's the same thing here like we we have to get out of that like we're, we've been sold this oh the greatest no dude like the the amount the things we get back for our taxes are shit right I spend a significant amount of time in Spain. I spend a significant amount of time in Italy. I've been in those countries, right? And good lord, like it's like being on like Spain is literally like being on a different planet, right? Like there's services everywhere, there are trains that go everywhere, like high speed trains, like trains trains that go like 250 miles an hour. Like that take me, like they're running at all times. It'll take me like imagine a train that ran 250 miles an hour, and you pay $60 and it would take you from like New York to LA, right? And it's running all the freaking time. It's running everywhere. And like you get there and like yeah. that, it's like, and there's services and there's like, you know, there's taxis and food and, you know, people can retire and people have like three weeks vacation a year and they travel over the place. And like, like and you, you start looking at like what people can do with their quality of life is and you're like, well, crap, we're getting built. Like the amount of money we put into the system versus what we get back is really like the return is really bad. It's a it's a bad it's a bad mutual fund people. It's like yeah. you're investing in this, like you're getting it. And there's all these people that like you know like you, you explain these like if you ever have a conversation with somebody from the United outside the United States and you start talking about copayments, like Australians will go like, "What the fuck are you talking? What what the hell is a copayment?" Yeah, they have no idea. What like, no, I'm I'm worried about the deductible. What the fuck yeah. is a deductible, right? It's like the old joke that was going around about like uh, Breaking Bad, where like you know like Breaking Bad in Canada, the doctor says, "Yeah, you're covered. Uh, show over, right?" Um, but I mean, again, it's it's we have to get out. We really do need to like kind of erase that mentality that like, oh, it's a, it is really not the best, right? Like we need to raise our expectations. It's like just the, just because we, we like we've been dating shitty, shitty like we've been j- dating shitty people, right? The, the fact that you've been dating psycho girlfriends does not mean that like every girl is a psycho, right? Right. So yeah. Like, so we, just means you got to raise standards. There are better women out there, like better men, right? Like find that. Um, and we got. I mean, like, we got a bit off the rails, but the social underlying social issues, right? Like, this is the kind of event that brings the underlying social issues to the forefront, and they have to be dealt with. And I think that, like, a lot of the people who are kind of leading us do not have the language or the experience to kind of deal with it, right? I think Bernie is an exception. I think uh, some of the younger people. Are an exception. It's funny, like, like I think somebody like Ted Cruz is more equipped to deal with this kind of thing than somebody like Joe Biden, right? And I'm, I'm as I said, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a democratic socialist. I'm, I'm left as you can get, but like you know, even though I don't like things about Ted, I know that there are certain things where he kind of sees the point and he understands it because I think his life experience as a child of immigrants and somebody who's kind of like had some hardship. I mean, he is a gusano. And his panels will know what I mean by when I say gusano. But as a Gusano, like as a fellow Gusano, you know, I'm a kind of a reformed Gusano, I understand where Ted is coming from. And like he does kind of see that kind of thing. Even Marco, who's a Marquito, right, can see that. And so it, it, it's it's a little bit about like, you know, people just the, we need kind of different way to kind of approach things, right? Um, so what haven't we covered? We talked about like the virus, we talked about exponential growth, we talked about like delays. What haven't we covered that you want to cover, man? Well, I mean, I really wanted to bring forward those just kind of the things we've we've covered most of what I wanted to talk about. We talked about the yeah. need to flatten the curve. We talked about the 
need to understand where the virus came from and, and how well, I mean, I think, I think I one think thing, one thing that's important, important for people to understand is, is it, it doesn't, it does not matter. It, it really does not matter. If it, it doesn't matter if it came from China, the moon, Mars, uh, that like that, that crypt in Egypt with the, the red liquid, we, it, it does not matter where the virus came from. What matters is it's here. Right? And right. it matters. And it matters how it's spread. And the only and thing we can, can control at this point, the only thing we can control is we can control the number of interactions you have in a day. Right? That is the only thing that we can control. That is the only thing that works. Like we have other things that might work, but we don't know yet. And we're working on things, but we don't know. The only thing you can control is interactions, right? And controlling those interactions, right, is 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 directly proportional to like the square of like the more you control your interactions, the more you can control the spread of the virus, right? And you need to control the spread of the virus because we have a limited amount of medical money to deal with sickness, this is just game theory. Like, like you're filling out a lineup, guys. You only have sixty thousand dollars, right? And if you go past that sixty thousand dollars, you are shit out of luck, right? You can't get those bats. You can't get those arms. So it's the same kind of deal. Like we have to set it up in a way that, like, you know, we take responsibility of like limiting those interactions because again, it's the story I always like. Like the the story I always think about, right? So uh, back, uh, not Maria. Uh, but around the time of George's, right? Uh, George's and uh, I forget the other name. George's is like this is like in the late '90s. So like, I had friends who uh, worked for uh, one of the uh, municipalities in San Juan, in Puerto Rico and Bayamon, and we would we would go out and help the the civil defense. Like the civil defense is like people who go out to like you know rescue people from the rivers and kind of clear the roads one up before the hurricanes. And you know, there's nothing more frustrating than going to the house and going, "Hey guys, um, we need you to move to a shelter," right? Why do I need to move to a shelter? Um, the, the river is literally three feet from your house, right? And there's a category four hurricane coming, and we know this is going to flood. Oh, I'm not going to move because uh, okay. And then you, the first, you know, the first name that comes on your list when you have to go out like rescue and save people is that name. Right? You have to go out. Oh, that fucker is in. You have to go out, and we know we told you, right? But you can't, you can't say that, right? And you know, eventually people kind of like get used. Right. To, like probably got this time. Like people, people kind of know. Like the, the government's saying, "Hey guys, you know, please go to shelter." Like the reason we're saying that, like it isn't just because of you. It's because if you're in that, if you're in a house that's flooded, and we told you this, right? And we have to go out and rent and pull you out and spend two hours on you, where we should have gone to a fucking shelter. Those two hours or two hours, you could have gone to help somebody else, right? And maybe somebody drowns because you're an idiot, right? Right. And so this is the exact same thing. Like you, like the doctors and nurses are the civil defense. They're going to be out there on the front lines. Like my wife is a doctor. My wife is dealing with patients, right? So right, I worry about it. But like, but but what I don't want to do is I don't want to make it so that I'm complicating her work, right? You, you don't want to make it so that like if she needs to take care of somebody or like he needs to take care of somebody, they have that space and they have the tools and they have the things that they need, right? So you don't want to create more cases because if you create more cases, there's a real chance that like, you know, they're not going to have the capacity to deal with that, right? And that's kind of what you can control in your own life is you can make it so that you do not become a vector, right? And if you are, and if you believe you are, you self-quarantine or you get right. to the hospital, right? Because again, the, you need to give people the space, the doctors the space to actually be able to treat the patients and also the space to do the research, right? It, the only thing, I mean, the only thing that like the, the only thing that they don't make any more of is time, right? So we're buying the doctors, right? And 
eventually right. they'll come up with a medicine, they'll come up with a treatment, they'll come up with something, or the virus will mutate in a, such a way that it'll make it less virulent. Right. These are the two things. These are the two end games on this, right? And or it'll probably be some combination of things, right? Or we'll put in some protocols to make sure that you can actually do it. Like one of the things the point of conversation is like the Chinese solved it by basically clamping down. There's a good chance like the virus will loop around, right? So they they they've solved it, they have infrastructure, but they, there's you know there's no guarantee that it won't have impact coming back. Uh, they've already kind of, if you look at the data, they've gone past like point of immunity. So there's a good chance that they could get the second wave coming back from somewhere else, right? They're obviously taking a lot of precautions for it, but these are the things that actually are in play. And you kind of have to like, in your, you have to like think about these things short term, long term. So they're like, like right now we're doing complete shutdown, but you know, life will resume at some point. And, but even, but even when life resumes, then you Eventually. need, you know, I suspect, you know, the handshake is going to be like, much rarer than it used to be right and people laugh about the chinese walking around with masks but i think that's going to start being more for, more common in the u.s because i mean there's a reason for that right there's a reason so i think that actually kind of like brings up one of the last points that i wanted to make and it it was me i i wanted to ask what you think kind of happens from this not not necessarily just like your your baseline understanding of like infections well i mean i think here's the thing i think that so i think we were we were living in a society that was that had shaved the social safety net to the bare minimum right and and again i i want to say that like i kind of knew that because i lived in maria i know people were in new orleans who lived that too um when things get bad like you know we just haven't like again we're not the best in the world we're really bad at this kind of thing we don't have the infrastructure to kind of deal with it and we pretend we do but we really don't right and i think that 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 american exceptionalism is something that has to be dealt with because if you don't if you do not recognize you have a problem you cannot solve that problem right uh you know people voting against their own self-interest people like i think this is a good kind of exercise of it'll teach people kind of you know it's a hard lesson to learn but it'll teach people to kind of um you know i think understand that and i keep saying this like we are getting terrible bang for our buck we're spending a shit ton of money and getting like nothing in returns like why am i spending all this tax money like why is money coming out of my pocket to bomb afghanistan in 2020 what the fuck am i getting for that like what is my value for that what am i getting for that shit why do we have 200 bases across the middle east what the hell what's what's it doing um i think there's there's some interesting broader effects um i think the u.s may be i think the 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 it may be the at the point where like the u.s is not the dominant uh or the what they call the leader of the free world I, i think there's a very good chance that like that's kind of at an end um i think that China's done a like if you follow the internationals they've t- they, they've taken the lead at, at aid relief they're providing aid relief in uh, France Italy Spain uh, they're aiding uh, different countries like uh, Venezuela and whatnot and they were they're, they're, they're at some point I believe they're going to make an end run around sanctions and like say for example Iran and I think the international community will say go ahead even though we'll cry and bitch about it we'll call it the the Chinese flu and like nobody will listen to it there's a there was a hilarious uh, thing on the Democratic debate where Biden was talking about how we should lead 
uh, oh, we should leave the uh, coronavirus efforts. And I'm pretty sure if, if they they actually said that in international conference, they'd I think every country literally laughs at them. They'll be like, you know, the, the, the Chinese rhetoric was like, yeah, the U.S. needs to solve their problems. First. Um, I, I don't think they're, you know, that, that whole idea of like, oh, let's export our, uh, our system is not so good. We need to solve that. We, we need to start like, uh, there's a real chance. We, we just, we need to like focus more on us, right? Like we, us, solve it, fix it, make it better before we can kind of start thinking about exporting anything. Um, I think on a more kind of, person to person level, I think, again, I think, you know, I think one, there are certain things that definitely need to change. We need to have paid, we need to have paid medical leave. Uh, like, so if you're sick, you should stay home and, and, and not having, this is, somebody did a great analogy, which is, do you know, did you know that fire companies used to be private? So people, you, so if you wanted to prevent your building from catching fire, you had to pay a, an insurance uh, fire insurance, right? And if you paid for the service and you had a fire in your building, then the fire company would come and, uh, you know, basically they would uh, put out your fire. Can you see what the problem is with that? So what if I have a building and the two buildings next to me do not have fire insurance? And what happens to my buildings, buildings don't get put two out, buildings man. that don't get put out? Okay, so the building's gone, the, man. So that's kind of the analogy. You need if we do not have the ability, if we do not have pay medical leave, if we don't have uh, healthcare for the for people, and we're living, and again, the, the, these kind of things happen in like this is this is a whole other theory that I'm going to get to into right now. But but there's there's this idea of the planet has a there is a carrying capacity for the planet. Right. When I say carrying capacity, there is a max population that the planet can handle of humans. Right. Which is tied into our technological level. Right. right? So you couldn't take eight million humans and put them in the year fifteen hundred. Right. Because no bad. Right. Like there would be mad. Like something would happen to get that number down very quickly because there wouldn't be enough resources. There's like there's just like not enough medicine. There's not enough shelter. There's not enough like infrastructure. It, there just isn't. So we, we, we build, we build, we build, but like our rate of growth basically gets to a point where like, you know, the, the technology really can't handle it, right? And when these things happen, we have events, we have things that like, you know, this is the thing, you know, this is, you know we, there's a certain limit to what we can do. Um, and I think that we're, we're, one, we're in one of those periods, right? Like, I, you know, there's a lot of population, there's not a lot of resources. There's, you know, we're, because there's so many people who are having climate change, because there's so many people who are having these problems, we're lacking resources, people, there's all sorts of chaos. But really, if you think about it, it goes, it all goes back. We we have too many people for our infrastructure. Like because we have too many people, that's actually causing problems, right? And you know, having too many people going to too many places, right. you know, we see pandemics, we see climate change, we see you know, there's problems, right? And wars, uh, and you know, I, I think that we kind of need to understand that, uh, you know, if we don't put the systems in place, if we don't create a system that actually like takes care of that and does that, um, we're going to be in trouble. And I think one of the things that people have a mistake, make a mistake is the stock market is not society, right? The stock, the value of the stock market, the stock market price mm -hmm. is not a reflection of the quality of life in society, right? Uh, it's capitalism works in a way where like, 
unfettered capitalism is is going to lead into monopolies into bad places, right? There's Plato. It's in Plato's Republic. I'm on his reader. It talks about this. Like, you have to have limits because, like, what is the good of the corporation or the or the capital is not the good of society, right? Quality of life. Not, it's, I'm not saying the free market is bad. I'm saying, right. like, you know, if, just just doing everything to the free market is not the optimal thing because the free market says, hey, let's reduce the number of beds at the hospital to the minimum we can. Let's reduce care to the least we can because it's the least expensive. And that is not the good of all, right? So the benefit, the, the purpose of society is not to increase the money of the few, it's to increase the good of all. And I think that's kind of what we've lost after Reagan. You know, it's like, yeah, we need to kind of take a step back and figure out like, you know, back we used to have like a rational tax code. It was progressive tax code, you know, before Reagan. All that money got invested into infrastructure, which created jobs, which created growth, which created wealth, right? And we had a great social, like if you look at somebody like Nixon, as much as people complain about him, Nixon was like way to the left of some of the guys, like significant to the left of like anybody like probably McBurney that's running now, right? And it, to all his problems, right? I mean, right. you know, the, the dude actually went, rather than reduce the office of the presidency, he resigned, right? And if you look at some of the programs he was proposing, he's proposing like stuff that like would get him laughed out of the Republicans as a as a socialist. Um, and same thing with Truman, same thing with Eisenhower. It's just like we've moved a certain way, and like no, no, we need to start like going back. And if you talk about younger people, they understand that like look, we need to fix society because society is broken. Right? We need to do that because if we not, we're vulnerable to this. I think on a very personal level, I think it's really going to change the hygiene of people. Right. So you, I mentioned handshakes. I think that like uh, yeah. taking the temperature every day is going to become much more common. And I think, and again, I think really we have to get to a point where like, if you have a temperature, you should not fucking go to work and you shouldn't fucking have to go to work because you, it's not you, it's mm -hmm. you are a social hazard. You're going out and you're making everybody sick. You're setting the other building on fire. And that is a cost to society, right? Having a person who can go to work sick right. is a, like that person's going to make other people sick. And the only reason it's happening is because we have an insane system, a completely insane system where we have no medical leave. That is insane, right? And the fact that we pay the amount of taxes that we do, right, for that kind of insane shitty system, isn't, it's, it just makes no sense, right? It's like the only, like, you know, insurance is a grift, right? Like all these like things, they're grifts. It's like somebody's making money for doing nothing. Right. And for things that you get in other countries for free. And again, we have to right. get out of mentality that we have the best technology or the best um, kind of the best system. And again, I, I will invite somebody right, who knows this stuff to go listen to that podcast, like that uh, interview from Donald McNeil on the Chinese testing program and look up the technology and understand that that is beyond that is beyond our technical capability. Right. We could not. But like we can get this done like in a By year, a long probably, like you focus, not with a girl, like, but we have to focus, get the equipment, set it up. Like it's not something that we could do. Right. And, and, and you know, we're good at something, but like we, we have to kind of start thinking about, you know, Hey, you know, people were laughing at like when Bernie was talking about Cuba and their system and whatnot, but like their doctors are really good at certain things. Uh, they have a excellent medicine. They're very good at uh, like at things like AIDS and lung cancer, and that's kind of what's actually going on here, right? So, having that blind spot that we think we're better than everybody else means that, like, when something like this happens, we can't look at ourselves objectively and go, "Hey, there are things we need to improve." Um, and I think hopefully this will give us a little more, you know, um, 
capability for self-reflection. I think here's the thing. I think one of the things that's really interesting, and it's it's been, and we're getting into topics, into kind of politics a little bit here, but it's been interesting to see the divide between people who are over 50 and under 50 in this country, in this primary, right? And I think that it, oh, yeah. it's, it's a difference in experience and kind of the life that we've led, right? And I think if you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just under 50 uh, and, and you are too as well, but like the life you've lived and what you've seen is like, so why the hell am I bombing these countries? Why the hell am I doing this? Why the hell, I mean, you say like, you know, why why is why does not taxing Amazon make absolutely any sense? What's, what the hell is the point? Oh, economic growth. It's like, yeah, but who gives a shit? That money isn't trickling down to me, right? Like the people around me aren't seeing that money. So where is that? Right. Like that's not getting reinvested into the community. So yeah, some do. Like like Jeff Trillion has a like the Monopoly man has a trillion dollars. Okay, great. So but what is that doing? Like we're not taxing, and it's like it's a it's a dragon's like the analogy from from uh, Lord of the Rings is it's a dragon's horde, right? And a dragon's horde isn't doing anything, right? And what mm. used to happen was that money would get taxed and it would get reinvested. And if it gets re- if you take that, if you take a million dollars that they have in their pocket and it gets reinvested or like a billion and it gets reinvested into construction projects, that money is getting paid out to the workers and the workers that are going out and buying shit at grocery stores. And that money's so that money's moving and doing things and creating right. growth and creating opportunities. Right? So like it, it's not about, I mean, it's it's about reestablishing that, right? And, and kind of understanding that, like, you know, the point of wealth, right, in a society isn't to enrich, like, 20 people. It's to enrich everybody, right? It's like, I used to raise the floor. We're making, like, and actually, Bernie talks about that, but, like, but but I've had that. It's like, you want to raise the floor. You want to make it, you know, the, the, the least among us, like, better, right? You know, I, I, as I, I've been to places like Denmark and like the, the guy right. who's homeless on the street in Denmark, like there's nobody homeless. Like the, wor- the worst off guy has housing, healthcare, uh, like food, right? Might be. Yeah, N- Naval actually on his podcast about wealth um, brought up that point of it, it would be much better to be in a third world country now than to be rich in the 1800s because of the medicine and because of the healthcare and because of just the life expectancy of even a person in a third world country. Is so well, but the point being about the U S is like, if you're 65 in Spain, right. You don't fucking have to worry about working. Right. Yeah. You're probably, you've worked, you're retired and you, you can, you can afford to retire. And this is something like, you know, we should have an expectation, right that the investment and the work that we've done pays off and we have this sickness well we have to like we, we we should expect better i think and i think this is what's gotten lost and this is what we need to get back right and i think that like it's that saying and i don't want you know i'm trying to keep this neutral but like it's that like you have to be willing to fight for somebody who's not you right and and, yeah, and you have I think but more than that we have to expect better. And we because we haven't expected better and because we've let people kind of like get away with this stuff for like 40 years basically, um, we're in a situation where like now we do not have the infrastructure for people, right? 
and people are going to die because you know we don't and mm -hmm. sadly it's you know if you if you believe in science important right science importance we're getting a plague that's targeting uh the most greedy amongst us and it's coming it started uh just about its full length right uh between ash wednesday and uh easter sunday um but but i mean the point being like you know no. This is striking out our weaknesses, right? And it's revealing stuff that like were diseases. It, it, it's it's basically it's a patient that already had an underlying condition that that got like in a car accident or something. It just made everything cascade and worse. And I think again, yeah. what we need to do, there's things we can control, but I think people need to start thinking about like how do we, you know, call your congressman, call your um, representatives, focus on local elections a lot, get people elected who will do the things that you need to do. And and I told, and, and, and I've come to the realization, this is a personal realization for me, like I do not consider myself a member of any party. I'm not a Democrat, Republican, I'm independent because both of, neither of those parties is equipped currently to deal with the things that we need to deal with, right? And I think if you come at our process from that perspective, right? So don't come at the process like, well, I can only buy a blue car or a red car. No, but fuck, we need a purple car, right? I, we need a fucking green car. Well, okay, great. Right. So what is what are the things that you need or we think we need, we think we need to work for and work for that stuff locally and start thinking about what you can do locally to change that and start working on that. Because I think if we if we let these these old, decrepit, uh, out-of-touch leaders keep doing this kind of stuff, it's like we're going to get the exact same shit we've gotten from, you know, you know for the last 40 years. And, and again, I think I, I say that it, it, it's a real problem because we've never had, what is it, 377 year, 377 year olds vying for the presence with hell. They're also old. They're also out of touch. And it's because they're like, you know, old, life expectancy's gotten so high that, that we're getting these people who just have like absolutely no connection. Right. And and again, that's not fair. I mean, because I know that like at least one of them does or tries, right? But even he like does have kind of uh, some issues with, with how things are done, how things are dealt with. And I think that again, I it's a bit ages, but yeah. I think that like we need to kind of you know start coming up with new methods and new ways because the ways that we have aren't working, right? Does anybody think does it does? I mean, I think no, the way no, to kind of think no, about it, does anybody no. think that the response, like honestly, look and think, do you think the response to to the nine eleven was appropriate? I don't. I mean, like we're still kind of what we've still got people in Afghanistan. Like one, we're, we still got people in Afghanistan nineteen years after. We're still, we still haven't finished well, it's a, the, the, that song from Green Day when well, September ends. September hasn't ended yet. And then we got into, like, does anybody think the solution to the fiscal crisis, like the, the 08 fiscal crisis? No. They bailed out the banks and they didn't solve the underlying issue uh, and, like, made everything worse for the people who actually, like, were holding mortgages. That didn't get solved. And did we solve the healthcare crisis? No. We put the, the, the Obamacare in place. And Obamacare ended up, like, because it got twisted into kind of a grift for the, for the insurance companies because, the, uh, because of the mandate, right? So like they're paying ever increasing fares and like the, the quality is reducing. So it's not great. And, and I mentioned the quality of life went down during the Obama presidency. So like that really wasn't effective. And then now we're getting into this thing. And does anybody think it's being handled properly? I don't think so. I mean, states aren't locking down. Governors are kind of doing what they want. The, the president seems to care more about the stock market than actually doing anything. Because if you were responding to this rationally, you would have locked down the country a couple of days ago, probably. You call out the reserves. You have locked down the country. And remember what I said about like we're working about two, working against two weeks, three weeks in the future, right? So the longer we wait to actually take the step to say, "Hey, lock the stuff down," 
the worst it's going to be. And I understand where, I mean, I understand the, the thought process. And people were saying like, oh, he's crazy or he's dumb. Like, no, he has a set of priorities that are not the same as yours, right? And he is serving those priorities. And his priorities are the stock market and the economy, right? That's, that's okay. But, but that is, that is wrong thinking, right? Because what he, he's trying to see if he can rescue the stock price. It's like, He's right. trying to make sure, like, I'm sure the Florida governor is saying, like, oh, you can't shut down the beaches during uh, spring break. A little bit little, little, little bit like Jaws. Oh, I don't care about the shark, right? But the shark does not give a shit about your time frame. Or it does not give right. a shit about the time frame. The shark's the shark. The shark's going to, like, the virus is like the Jaws shark. It's just going to fucking eat you, right? It does not give a shit. So if you leave the people out on the beach while the shark is there, the people are going to get fucking killed, right? And the more you wait, and and like you said earlier, with the yeah, it's like it's like a it's, it's like a shark, shark multiple. Majority. It's basically that's what's happened. And like every day, there's more sharks, right? It's like it's and and again, the point is the, the whole conversation, for example, about like getting the respirators, where he's saying like, oh, the, every state has to go buy the respirators. Like the manufacturers, like, hey, we can make more respirators, right? But like, there needs to be kind of decisive action. Not again, not summoning like loan money for the uh, monop- monopoly man, which is the analogy is, but really it's like bankers are getting like these industry loans, which is not going to do shit to this, right? And and really they kind of spent all those blows already. Or like Chuck Schumer coming out of there and you're like, oh, we'll give you tax credits, right? What the fuck is a tax credit going to do, right? At least like people like, you know, and even Kamal Harris come out with like a $500, like, dude, like, they're all the people like, you know, get like, like give them some sort of check, like give them some sort of money, give them benefits give them paid leave be like be like be like spain that na- spain nationalized all private hospitals france froze all rents and mortgages right these are things that are positive actions like they've mobilized the troops they have them out there right like the governor in puerto rico already like she already kind of she said she put in a curfew of martial law she sent out the national guard and sent out the cops and made sure that nobody's moving. yes it's out like we're we can't move around right because she understands that she can't like her healthcare system cannot afford the strength and like the statement i'm making is like there's a lot of places like so how is rural kentucky handling this right there's already i believe it was kentucky though they had a case where like the person basically ran right the fugitive. It was like uh, there's a there's a case in yeah. Um, yeah. Korea talks about the 31, and Korea had 30 patients that were isolated. But patient 31 got away. And patient 30, and patient 31 is the one who made it. We have yeah, patient yeah. 31s all over the goddamn country, right? Like it's so like we were watching this. Like I think you were there. Like people at Disney World two days ago, and the parks were full. And that is, I've gotten sick on the food from Disney World because it is just a, like. I love the parks. I am a super fan, but like, it is as easy as anything to get sick of this world, right? Because everyone touches all the surfaces. You're touching all these people. You are having hundreds of interactions in a day. If there's something nasty in the air, like everybody's fucking gonna get it. So it's a it's a, just a bad thing, right? It's just it's just a terrible idea to have done that. But you know, again, I think. What we can hope for, what we want to hope for, is that either something happens that derails the virus, God willing. But again, that's, I tell people, never confuse hope with a plan, right? So yes, there's a possibility that like lightning strikes, something happens and it, the trajectory changes. That's not likely. The other thing is like control interactions so that it doesn't happen so that like the healthcare can actually deal with it, right? I think 
somebody said we're at the point where it's going to be really hard for it not to get to there right but i think if we take proactive if people hopefully right. the government takes proactive action people take proactive action you know like the people in brooklyn who are screaming people to go home <laughs> which is great i saw that today it was fantastic like literally like they're, they're going out on the balcony saying, go home social distance uh, people in Italy are singing. People in the Bronx are like screaming <laughs> at people on the street. And all, um, it's like, yeah, I gotta, gotta love New York. Um, but yeah, that I mean, I think that create that consciousness, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, it'll be bad uh, for the economy. Hopefully, the government stuff stuff hopefully, you know, it's not community has to. Uh, but at the end of the day, everybody like you know, we'll have more people alive, right? So you know, I, I one of the things I told people when I said this is like, right. like, oh, it's just one percent, like. One one to three percent, right? So perspective, one to three percent is still more than the number of people that died in New Orleans for Katrina or in Maria for Puerto Rico, right? Like one percent is an insane amount of like it's people just do not understand, like because they haven't lived this kind of thing. Like you're living in a first world country, you don't understand what it means, like if. You know, like if one in 32 people die and it's mostly old people and it's your grandparents and it's your your parents or your uncles or like a beloved family, like like people don't 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 we, they don't understand. Right. And, and I, I hope they don't have to. But, you know, you have to kind of get that people who like lived in other. I think people who have had similar experiences. And who've lived in conflict places kind of understand this more readily. It's more easy for them to understand, right? Somebody who's been through Maria, somebody who's been through Katrina understands this, and that kind of thing just changes people, right? It's like going through a war, right? Uh, and as you said, it's not going to be some imaginary person. Like we can we can sit there and like do some like really bad studies where we kind of like we can do some data about like what that this this means for you know they're talking about what. The mortality rates are above a certain age are like 10%, right? So, so what's the, like, imagine your relatives and like, you know, start thinking about what that means, right? Uh, and are they people who like, you know, and this is like people without any other things. Like, do you have any people in your family who are older and have had cancer or uh, have had like, they were smokers or they were, uh, they have dialysis or they have diabetes or they have some other complication? Like the health in the United States is not great at that age, at that, at that age level. So, People need to kind of give it the respect it deserves, right? And take precaution and be careful. Like, you know, today, how many how many NBA players came positive today? Right? How many, like, was it? For the Nets, uh, we've had, Nets, I believe, right? like seven NBA players right now, uh, multiple celebrities. We had Idris Elba. We had Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know a bunch of people who, you know, have it. Uh, a lot of cases where people are kind of going and describing it. I mean, just – this will continue to happen. I mean, don't lose your patience. Don't lose your cool. Be constructive in what you do. We talked about like walking. Like I'm doing walks every day, right? right? But like you know, you can walk. You can go outside and walk if you're doing it. You know, like you know, in a, in, a, in a place where like you know, I walked around my neighborhood. There's nobody there. Like make sure you have distance. You, you'll be fine, right? Keep those interactions to a minimum. But you can do things to actually kind of keep yourself kind of entertained. Kind of keep yourself kind of busy, right? But Again, I think that's kind of the lesson. Yeah, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing you can do here except kind of, you know, wait it out. And, and I think, other than, like, I, you know, we'll figure something out. 
we'll figure out some processes, hopefully, that will solve things and figure out the infrastructure because, like, you know, life goes on, right? But, but I think the point is that you have to kind of control what you can, right? And, you know, it's a little things, but, like, again, the, the one thing you can control is the thing that's actually been shown to stop it, right? So, it, yeah. which is right no i mean that's that's like the best thing that you can say is that the things that we can right, do right yeah, i mean you, you need so to kind of said, wash your hands you need to do social distancing you need to limit those interactions uh don't sneeze on people uh in 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 kind of you know I, i've said i've said to people like also act like you're sick right rest and hydrate right uh, make sure that like you, you know, because a lot of it is, this is the thing where like it, it's a, you know, you have it and then you crash. And if you are sick and you, you know, you're doing big exertions, you're not resting, you're not taking care of yourself. There's a much more likelihood of you crashing at the end and having your problems. Right. So do the things you can do. Like as another, like one of the reasons I'm doing like walks and exercise every day is I want to make sure that like, you know, I keep my lung condition. I keep my conditioning. up. I don't want to just sit around like eating crap all day. Right. So do things that like will keep me kind of, you know, in, in relatively good health. Right. And, and you know, get enough sleep and, and do that so that like, you know, I'm less likely to get ill. Right? Because, again, I, I'm, I'm always in my head. I don't want to be I would rather not be somebody if I can if I can do whatever I can do to stop myself, one, from getting sick or making other people sick. And two, from getting to the point where I get sick enough where I actually need care because if I'm needing if I need care, then somebody else can. Right. Uh, and and I think that's that's I mean do what you can right I mean if it happens it happens you can't do much about that uh, but you can you know you can do things within your own control to kind of keep yourself uh, you know help right there, there there are legitimate things you can do to help in this particular situation and I think that's I think that I think that's the key message for people absolutely is there anything else you think you want to cover James. I think that covers it, man. I think uh, it's been really informative and I hope, I hope people can learn some things from it and um, maybe make a couple better decisions in the future and in the near future. Uh, just stay safe. Same thing, man. Uh, we'll sure keep talking and, and uh, let me know when you push it so we can actually share it too.